Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, thank you, Tally, for summing up pretty much the status of every corner of the globe. Ah, happy Monday, nonetheless. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Brian Thomas right here. Glad to be. Glad to have Joe Strecker, executive producer of the program, and looking forward to Money Monday with Brian James, as I always do at 8.05. Today, gas prices. Oh, my. Yeah, it's pretty much story number one here. Um, I thought I... <laughs> Joe, did you have to fill your tank up over the weekend by any chance? You or your wife? Pretty. Yeah, it's pretty bad. A 5.05 was what I paid. I had a quarter tank in my car, and I thought, I just let it go. Yeah, that's worth 150 miles in my car, 100 miles, whatever. And I thought, no, I'm going to go ahead and top it off or fill it up because it's only going to go up another quarter in a day. Zip down the bottom of the hill, 505 for premium. I paid more than diesel. Now, yeah, that's because I got to drive premium, but it sucks to be everybody. Average U.S. gas price risen 22% in the course of two weeks, standing now at $4.43 per gallon for regular. For regular. It's okay, though. That was the that was the record on Friday. It's okay because we got a we got a drop on Sunday. Yesterday it dropped to four dollar four point three two five dollars a gallon, as to four point three three. So um, half a cent savings yesterday. Does that mean the brakes are being applied? Is that just a temporary decrease? I guess we're all going to find out. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment because that's what we're going to talk about with Brian James as well. Inflation hitting your babysitter rates, asked Brian James recordingly or uh, rhetorically. Over 70% of workers regret quitting their jobs. For those of you who did leave in the during the pandemic and the uh, related upheaval we had in society, our perceptions of job and job life changed. There's dramatic it's still a dramatic number of jobs available out there. A lot of people left their current situation and went for something else. Um, it's the, uh, B words, you know, versus the B words you don't know when it comes to changing employers, understand that all day long. And finally, people are forfeiting their FSAs. We'll talk all three, all four or five of those topics with Brian James again, 805. Remember when you can't listen live, find the podcast 55krc.com. It's a place to go. Thank you, Joe Strecker, for providing uh, an, a, a best of Jerry Thomas Monday morning spleen event. Again, Dad uh, retired, and for those who are fr- friends of Facebook or friends of our family, he's in a, uh, an Alzheimer's dementia facility now. Got to meet or visit him yesterday, first time I got to see the place. Very nice, taking really good care of him, and uh, he seemed happy. He's made some new friends, um, but um, it is just a god-awful, god-awful disease. And I can't thank my Facebook friends enough. When I made the announcement on Facebook, I, hundreds of people uh, responded. And what bothers me so much is how many other people are experiencing the same thing or have already gone through it. One comment after another. Been there, done that. Going through that with my mom or going through that with my aunt or going through that with my husband. It's like, God, dementia and Alzheimer's. I don't know. Pick a choice. Cancer or that. 
I can only pray to God that someday we have a cure for both of them. But um, he's doing fine. And thanks again to Joe Strecker for including my dad's spleen vent. Uh, another best of right there on my blog page. Last Friday, Enquirer uh, Jason Williams on a couple of topics had fun talking to him. We talked it's Del High Skirt game with Cheryl CV. You draw your own conclusions on that. Man, a guy who can knock it out of the ballpark, Vince Everett Ellison on his new book, 25 Lies. Man, he is on fire. Joe Blystone, once your vote for governor, he was on the program, and Senator Rand Paul as well. So fantastic lineup this past week. Podcasts are always there at 55krc.com. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on AT&T phones. Of course, the situation in Ukraine continues to devolve. Um, I... Is it an act of desperation when uh, Russia now seeking military equipment from China? I thought I, I thought we were told Russia had this massive war chest, this highly trained army, this elite forces. Of course, they do have nukes. Some arguing that maybe superior nukes to ours, considering they have some hypersonic ones. More talk about chemical weapons coming from both sides. Um, is anybody freaked out about that? Um, and then there's you have to stand and, and try to sift through all of this information with the cloud of war and the mass of disinformation. If anybody entered into this situation, this period in time in our history where Russia invades Ukraine, we have to figure out who's right, who's wrong, and what's actually going on on the ground after decades or at least the last 15, 20 years of perpetual lies coming from the mainstream media. Um, it's impossible to get a real clear picture of what's going on there. Uh, and this whole chemical weapons thing, Russia accuses Ukraine of operating 20-plus chemical weapons plant operated by the United States in Ukraine. Is that true? Some people suggest the bombing and the locations of the bombing relate directly to that. And no, the Russians aren't really bombing children in hospitals. Those happen to be chem- chemical weapons labs. Can you believe that? I don't know. Would it make sense that if we were doing biological research that we would do it in Ukraine? Uh, yeah, because Ukraine, fairly corrupt country. There's been well documented on that. Certain that they don't have laws and prohibitions against doing biological research on their land, especially if they're getting paid for it. But I just, can you bomb a chemical weapons plant? Can you bomb one and, and rest assured that it's not going to be released out into the world, whatever it happens to be? I mean, if you if you bomb a nuclear power plant, don't you run the risk of releasing radiation around a very large population of people? And oh, by the way, you can't contain radiation. It tends to blow where the wind blows, thus putting potentially millions of people in uh, in the wake of uh, a cloud of, of of radiation. It's the whole thing is just mind boggling, and of course the profound impact that this conflict is having across a huge segment of the world's economy. It's absolutely frightening. I've got like two dozen um, articles in front of me regarding the, the ripple effect, the grain supply interruptions, the fuel supply interruptions. And here's one you probably hadn't thought of, neon. Yeah, neon. And you're like, well, who cares about neon? I mean, I love going to Turf Club and checking out the neon signs. By the way, thanks, Johnny Van Stein, for the photographs from last week. If you ever were wondering what the inside of Turf Club looks like, it's chock full of neon. But also, neon, and for those who didn't know, uh, well, a critical component in making chips. Yes, semiconductor chips. Ukraine's two leading suppliers of neon have stopped operations. For obvious reasons. 
And here's a fun fact for everybody. Some 45 to 54% of the world's semiconductor grade neon, critical for lasers used to make chips, comes from two Ukrainian companies. 45 to 54% of a critical component for chip making comes from two Ukrainian companies. Yes, I repeated myself. They're called Ingas and Cryoin. Both firms have closed operations. That's according to company representatives from both of those, as the Russian troops have started bombing in their areas. Could have a cloud over the worldwide's output of chips already in short supply. Yeah, already in short supply. Throwing a monkey wrench in Pete Buttigieg's argument that we should go out and buy uh, electric cars. Wow, an entire hour we could put on that nonsense. Considering, oh, yeah, the neon uh, neon supply problem is one wrinkle, but there's multiple other wrinkles. If you haven't noticed, it's difficult to find a new car these days because of the chip shortage, which preceded the war in Ukraine. Gotten worse now because of the war in Ukraine. It's noted that many of the larger manufacturers of chip have stockpiled neon, so they may be okay in the short term. But uh, with this ready production coming out of Ukraine, if it stops completely, things are going to get worse. It says before the invasion, Ingas produced 15,000 to 20,000 cubic meters of neon every month. Consumers were Taiwan, Korea, China, the United States, and Germany. 75% of those purchases of Ukrainian neon gas going to yeah, the chip industry. Mm. So it's going to get worse before it gets better, which seems pretty obvious. And in an area that is going to get much worse before it gets better, I see record food prices um, could leap a substantial amount. Folks are government agencies all over, including the U.N., warning about that. Uh, the amount of grain that comes from Ukraine and uh, Russia has just blown my mind. We've talked a lot about that over the past several weeks. And um, it, you just gird your loins because that ripple effect, the crop production, hasn't yet hit home with the war raging in the uh, farming regions of Ukraine. Yeah, you don't crop uh, plant crops when bombs are dropping. And the people who plant the crops, when they're in the streets fighting against Russians invading, they're not farming. 515-55 KRC, the talk station. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. Hit pound 550 if you have an AT&T phone, care to comment about that or something else going on in the world. Uh, just like I said... Prepare. It should probably get worse. Looking for a beautiful smile? You need Dr. Fred Peck. My general dentist, he is awesome. Oh, that's good. Hey, we got some good news in the weather, though. Anybody done with winter? Is it over? <laughs> you can never tell in the greater Cincinnati area, can you? This part of the country is just psychotic when it comes to the weather on and off. Uh, before I jump over to, uh, well, like, real quick here, before I get to Pat, he's got a comment about gasoline. Um, there's a good op-ed. I don't have to read the whole thing. You check it out yourself, Wall Street. Harold Hamm, uh, who is uh, the uh, chairman of the Hamm Institute for American Energy, the Domestic Energy Producers Alliance, and the Council for a Secure America, also founder and chairman of Continental Resources, wrote an op-ed point about how we need relief from the, the crazy gas prices gone through the roof, highest since 1982. And, of course, he blames Biden's unwillingness to reverse course on his commitment to end the oil industry points out that uh, in the years since the administration froze new drilling leases on 26% of federal land and more than a third of the nation's resources and productivity, 
We've been falling further from energy independence, which we used to have, enriching those who will do us harm. Because, of course, the Biden administration now working with the Saudis, the Venezuelans, and even Iran. And Harold uh, just sort of asked why. Points out, and this is the thing that I am convinced they love high gas prices, they love high energy prices. They love it, love it, love it, love it. They want to profess to be, you know, sympathetic, empathetic. Ah, we understand your needs, says a multimillionaire House of Representative member or senator. Modern life is predicated on cheap, abundant, and reliable energy. That sentence right there in the op-ed you know, sort of sums up all of why the left is, is probably ecstatic about these inflationary prices. Article after article, I've got to cut back. I'm driving less. I'm eating less. Yeah, that's what they want. A less consumptive con- country. A less productive country. And when you have cheap, abundant, reliable energy, you have an abundant country and a prosperous country. This administration has manufactured scarcity and mandated insecurity around the globe. And it's not just our country that's done it. Use Germany as your primary example. They have totally screwed themselves into a corner based upon this chasing the the green ideology. He points out the solution. You got three things. First, make it an official U.S. policy to restore energy independence by using all resources available. Announce the intent to bring more supply of oil and gas to the United States. This provides certainty for producers to bring new capital and supplies to the market. Currently, they don't have that security. Why would I invest millions of dollars to bring on new capacity and new oil if uh, the administration is going to turn around the other day and say, no, we're stopping this? It's like investing in, a, in, in Venezuela. You know, they, they change governments. Your property is gone. It is confiscated. A parallel could easily be drawn with the oil industry's perception of the administration's policies vis-a-vis its investments. Duh. Second, open federal lands for energy development. The 9,000 permits the White House keeps telling you about, well, apparently thousands of those sites can't even be developed as they're held up in litigation. Others, he writes, points out new permits are needed and leases to make a full unit. The the plots and the, the leases are all disparate and, I guess, spread apart. Thousands more await approval. He says, conservatively, our, our, data, conservatively, our data tells us the number of available permits ready for production is closer to 1,500, and many of those are already drilling. No leases have been issued for federal land since 2020. There's a shot right there. Open them up. Finally, third, support energy infrastructure, including pipelines to transport natural gas, oil, and CO2 safely. Projects such as the Mountain Valley Pipeline would increase energy availability and enhance our ability to export to our allies. There, boom. Even Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm points out last week said, everyone and anyone who is willing to take a lead in the future by diversifying your energy portfolio and add clean fuels and technologies. American oil and gas industry has done that. Open it up. 749-5500-800-823. Talk. Let's see what Pat's got this morning. Pat, happy Monday to you. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Brian. Welcome to you as well and your listeners. Well, um, the only I want to talk about gas prices, but the only good thing I can say about this week so far is that it's going to be St. Patrick's Day and <laughs> green beer for everybody. Good for you, Pat. Right. Everybody should look for something to smile about. Thank you for that one, Pat. I appreciate it. Being Irish, I am, and we wel- we Irish welcome all to the table of St. Patrick's Day festivities. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> right, right back at you. But, um, yeah, getting to the gas prices, uh, over the weekend, Brian, I heard so many people 
talk about, you know, filling up gas. I heard one lady say, um, she, you know, give me $39, some ridiculous stuff. Give me 73 uh, One trucker uh, said it, it, it was over $800 for him. Ooh. Ridiculous stuff. Can you, I mean, talk about a punch in your, in your wallet. Yeah. But, yeah, but the thing is, we have a president. He doesn't feel it, uh, Brian. It has an impact to him because everywhere he goes, somebody takes him. You or, got that or, right. I yeah, love that's you or, know I've been making that point for years about eating. You know, if you're a member of the House of Representatives, do you think you ever have to buy your own meal? Every single day, some lobbyist is going to want to take you out to lunch at some great place. You, you probably have no food budget. <laughs> yeah. So every now and then we see him riding the bike and everything. So guess what? What This is what I'm going to do today. Today I'm going to make a copy of my receipt of my gas bill, and then I'm going to send it to my congressperson, and then I might send it off to the White House. So I think everybody should start doing that so he can see it, so he can see what's going on, and then maybe the Freedom Caucus or somebody will write him up. I don't know. But anyway, uh, have a good week. Drink lots of beer. And uh, be safe. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. I like the idea. Drink lots of beer. 525, 55 KRCD Talk Station, 749-5500. And a very happy Monday to you. My name is Brian Thomas. My executive producer is Joe Strecker. Phone number 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. Remember, always remember pound, uh, 55krc.com for podcasts and blog pages. And going over to local stories, former House Speaker Larry Householder won't go to trial on a public corruption charge until, drumroll maestro. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Next year. This, according to the U.S. District Court uh, schedule from Judge Timothy Black, calls for jury selection January 20th, trial starting January 23rd. Says attorneys estimate it'll take six weeks to try the case. Largest public corruption case in state history, according to, um, well, those in the know. He's accused of selling legislation, the $1.3 billion bailout for two nuclear plants in northern Ohio in exchange for political comeback and paying off personal expenses. If convicted, facing up to 20 years in prison. In, in, uh, prison. Co-defendants Jeff Longstreth and Juan Cespedes already pleaded guilty. A third, 
died by suicide a year ago in Florida. Hmm. How do you think that sounds, Joe, in terms of Larry's ch- uh, chances at trial? Two, two are already guilty. One has committed suicide. Slim just left town. Uh, he and uh, High Republican Party Chairman Matt Borges have pleaded not guilty. Said they didn't do anything. It's Akron-based First Energy Corp. in July reached a deferred prosecution agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office and has provided prosecutors with text messages exchanged between householder and others. It paid $230 million in a fine and admitted it bribed householder and former Public Utilities Commission of Ohio Chairman Suzanne Rendazzo. Rendazzo not yet charged. Said she didn't do anything wrong. Wow. I wouldn't feel very good about that. And uh, bear in mind, that's six-week trial. All right? I don't know how many lawyers Householder has on his team. I'm going to go, I'm going to say minimum of three. And they're probably experienced trial lawyers, which means they're making north of 500 and probably more per hour. And trial days like that last a long time. You get up before the court starts. You go over your testimony with your witnesses. Sit down with them. You've been over it with them before, and every time you go over it with them before, those are hourly rates that are being charged, preparing your witnesses for testimony and trial. Then after the trial day is over and you've committed a, you know, a full eight-plus hours of that, that's when you go back and you start working on the next day's testimony. So you're looking at 12, 15-hour days every single day for six weeks. And trust me, they do work on Saturdays and Sundays as well when you have a big trial. <clears throat> Yeah, I've told you litigation's expensive. Man, this is going to be a fat one. And all leading up to this right now, and from the moment he got indicted forward, his lawyers were working on gathering evidence and data and talking to people and trying to figure out ways to defend him. Massive quantities of cash. Not that I'm feeling sorry for Larry on this one. And in more Householder News, former House Speaker Householder uh, texted multiple Republican lawmakers last month urging them to kill a data privacy bill. And they did it. Four Republicans turned over the text responses to the request from the USA Network Ohio Bureau. Sarah Fowler, author of Geneva on the Leg, Brett uh, Hillier of Urichville, Mark Johnson of Chillicothe, and Jenna Powell of Arcanum. Text messages show householders still seeking to influence legislations after, um, well, he became the first Ohio lawmaker expelled in 167 years. In the text, Householder urged lawmakers to put a halt to House Bill 376, arguing that it was backed by Facebook's Mike Mark Zuckerberg. He wrote, it will take a data mining to a whole new level and remove private rights of citizens. It's reported that the responses to his uh, recommendations were varied. Hmm. And we can get one more in here. We got driver of vehicle in fatal crash last week in Corrine Township, indicted this past Friday. 32-year-old Antonio Wolford, charged with aggravated vehicle or homicide, charged carrying a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison. Corrine police saw Wolford running multiple red lights, according to uh, Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters in a press conference on Friday. He traveled through another red light at Corrine Avenue in Coms, or Common Circle, slamming into another car uh, with... Um, Ronald Washington and Isaiah McBride inside. Officers had not had time to catch up with him before the crash occurred, according to Dieters. He said the entire driver's door was blown off, even though he was wearing a seatbelt. Ronald Washington was ejected from the vehicle and died at the scene. Video shows Washington's car spun nearly 360 degrees. Nearly every side panel of his sedan was ripped off. The trunk appears to be fractured off the car, and debris explodes throughout the intersection. 
McBride, Pat Washington's passenger, still hospitalized. Peter said police were not pursuing Wolford as he was driving at a high rate of speed before the police even noticed him. He added Wolford was driving under a suspended license. High Department of Corrections records state Wolford was a violator at large and was wanted for violating terms of his supervision, convicted of drug trafficking, possession in 2020. Police said he ran from the crash on foot. Officers later caught up and arrested him. He's being held at the Hamilton County Justice Center on a $100,000 bond. He'll be in court again March 18th. 5.36 right now, 55KRC, the talk station. Big thanks to the folks at uh, Turf Club this morning. 541 and 55KRC, the talk station. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. Just got a Facebook message from my Michael. Jaundice, eye of skepticism. Any chance politics came into play to move householders' trial till after the Ohio governor's race in November? No. <laughs> Good observation, Michael. Well played. 749-5500-8823-TALK or go pound 550 on AT&T phones. Jump over to the stack of stupid and why not, especially on a Monday. We go to New York where an octogenarian suspect against in a, I'm sorry, in a grisly Brooklyn murder shopped in a 99-cent store with her victim's dismembered leg tucked away in her electric wheelchair. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> no kidding. Police said Friday the leg of uh, victim Susan Layden cut off from the knee down, captured on surveillance video when her accused kill, killer, Harvey Marcellin, stood up from the wheelchair while inside the store. Hmm. Chief Detective James Essex said she gets up out of her wheelchair there and the leg is right there on the seat. Chief didn't specify when uh, Marcellin, who also went by Marcellin Harvey, Went on the sh- uh, the shopping trip. Marcelin, an 83-year-old transgender woman, arrested March 4th after she was identified by the person who, <laughs> who ditched Layden's headless, limbless torso in a shopping cart in Atlantic and Pennsylvania Avenues in East New York. Police department said Layden's head was found inside Marcelin's home. Officer Essex, this is a gruesome and barbaric homicide which resulted in a headless torso being disposed of in a New York City corner. It takes a serial killer off the street. This is just the latest in the list of heinous offenses conducted over the period of a a lifetime by Ms. Harvey. We can only hope she can do no more. New York police able to piece together her uh, movements, his movements, however you want to characterize it around the time. February 27th, seen entering her apartment building with the shopping cart in which Layton was later found. March 1st. Another person went to the home, she went to Home Depot in Manhattan and bought a Sawzall reciprocating electric saw, plastic bags, and cleaning liquids. Red flag. Another woman, not identified by police, has not been charged. Cops said uh, Marceline captured on video March 2nd, leaving her apartment building with a bag allegedly containing Layden's body part. Chief Essex said the, there was blood spatter and several trash bags at the killer's Pennsylvania apartment. Suspect previously killed two other women, dumping the body of one of the victims in plastic bags in Central Park in 1985. Marceline released on parole in 2019. Okay. Laden lived for eight months at the Stonewall House development for elderly LGBTQ people. Hey, Joe, they have a special home for elderly LGBTQ people in New York. 
Uh, Marcelin, six feet tall, weighed 125 pounds, had known Layden for at least two years after meeting on social media. Lawyer for Marcelin didn't immediately return a request for comment, shocking no one. I have no idea what's going on. Thank you again, Tally. West Point Military Academy. I went to West Point. Remember Bob McDonald in defense of his mishandling of the VA and the administration had this to say? I went to I went to West Point. There you go. Six West Point military. And I guess the point at the time was, well, there are people in Leavenworth who went to West Point. What does that have to do with the subject matter at hand, which was the treatment of our veterans at the VA? You moron. Thank you, Joe. Six West Point Military Academy cadets hospitalized after overdosing on fentanyl lace cocaine March 10th in a suburb of Fort Lauderdale while on spring break. Two listed in critical condition on ventilators. Three are stable. One released. West Point issued a statement uh, afternoon of March 11th acknowledging the 10th events at a rental house that they were going to investigate. The U.S. Military Academy is aware of the situation involving West Point cadets, which occurred Thursday night, March 10th in Wilton Manors, Florida. Incident is currently under investigation. No other details available at this time. Hmm. Two students uh, apparently, uh, well, authorities fear that a bad batch of drugs was the problem and it may uh, lead to other near-fatal situations. Hmm. I read a follow-up article on that this morning. Apparently they found the guy who sold him the fentanyl-laced drugs. Cocaine, rather. And let this be a lesson to you if you're buying drugs on the street. Chances are they're going to have fentanyl in them, and you'll end up in the hospital regardless of what it is, from weed to cocaine to anything in between. Oh, look, in an unrelated story, authorities seized more than 2,000 pounds of fentanyl in New York in calendar year 2021. How many people can die with 2,000 pounds of fentanyl? Unbelievable. More stupid coming up. First, chimney care fireplace and stove, the antithesis. It is 5.51, and a happy Monday to you. Returning to the stack of stupid. Uh, here's an interesting one. Making sense to absolutely no one objectively looking at it. We have a woman accused of stabbing a man in the neck. First week of March at a hotel in Las Vegas. 21-year-old woman said she committed the stabbing as, are you ready? As revenge for the 2020 U.S. drone strike that killed... General Qasim Soleimani, Iranian general. Why are you doing that? Mm, don't know. Nika Nukobin, now facing charge of attempted murder, two counts of battery with a deadly weapon, a burglary of a business held on a $60,000 bail. She allegedly met a man on the dating site, Plenty of Fish. Never heard of that one. Lured in the Sunset Station Hotel and Casino in Henderson, Nevada, where inside the hotel room, the couple began engaging in sexual activity of some sort. As is tradition. Newboken, uh, Newcobin put a blindfold on the man, then turned the lights off. Pause for a moment. You've never met a person in your life. First hookup. You're going to let them blindfold you, tie you up, put some handcuffs on you. Haven't you seen any movies before? Kinky. I don't mind the kinky thing. This is a stranger. <laughs> I think I, I think a little trust should be established before you go down that road. Obviously, it didn't work out real well for this guy. Several minutes after blindfolding and turning the lights off, the victim felt a pain in the side of his neck. She reportedly had pulled out a knife from her purse and attacked the unsuspecting victim. The man pushed her off of him and ran out of the 14th floor room, calling police about 1030 that night. Nicobin also ran out of the room, told a hotel employee that she had just stabbed a man. Well, at least she was honest. 
told authorities at the Henderson Police Department that she stabbed the man as revenge for the death of Kasim Soleimani, who was killed during the U.S. Air Force drone strike January 3rd, 2020. <laughs> Homeland Security detectives added that Henderson arrest report. She advised that there are injustices, in particular the killing of Kasim Soleimani in Iran. She wanted revenge. Going after some random dude you pick up on a site called Plenty of Fish is revenge? Dude, what the hell? You don't know word and whether the victim had any affiliation or association with the late General Soleimani. I'm going to guess no is the answer to that. I got a big kick out of this. I was expecting a funny story and relating to it. It says, uh, caption or headline, Yo-Yo Ma just playing his cello in front of the Russian embassy. Looking for some sort of explanation to this, there isn't. All it is is a picture of famous cellist Yo-Yo Ma playing his cello in front of the Russian embassy. Now, who can argue with that? Indeed. We go to Florida for this one. Concerned that the methamphetamine he had purchased was actually just bath salt. Florida man asked police to test his stash. Idiots doing idiot things because they're idiots. Of course, this resulted in his arrest on multiple drug, char- drug charges. Our idiot of the day, Thomas Colucci, he's 41 years old, should probably know better by now. Now, dial 911, requesting a sheriff's deputy to be dispatched to his residence, Tampa suburb. Colucci explained that he needed someone to test the methamphetamine he just bought. When deputies met Colucci, he explained that he purchased the meth from a man at a local bar. But after using some of the drug, he he became concerned that it was bath salts, which are described as a synthetic stimulant. Cobb said Colucci described himself as an experienced drug user who knew what it should feel like upon injecting meth. Drugs are bad. He also allegedly provided deputies with two small baggies containing crystalline substance, explaining that the contents would be tested by law enforcement. (laughs) He said he didn't want other consumers to purchase fake meth from the dealer. It was all about altruism here. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. You moron. He wanted deputies to put the, per- the person in trouble for peddling the narcotics. Field tests provided by Colucci showed that it contained meth. As a result, he was arrested on a felony drug possession charge and a pair of misdemeanor drug paraphernalia counts. Hi, I'm a moron. <laughs> Released from the county jail on a $7,000 bond. 
previously convicted in 2019 of drunkenly slamming his SUV into another vehicle. Cops charged that Colucci sped away from the accident scene, struck a pickup truck that was getting gas. Driver, who was fortunately outside the vehicle, was knocked to the ground with her passenger transported to the hospital by ambulance for treatment for neck and back pain. When confronted by cops, Colucci, whose blood alcohol content then was measured twice the legal limit, said, look, I've been drinking. I don't know what you uh, want from me. (laughs) That one resulted in a no contest plea. Now, who can argue with that? (laughs) 556, 55 KRCD talk station. Ah, uh, well, yeah, the world's falling apart. Got a lot to talk about along those lines. I love hearing from you, too. Looking forward to phone calls and moving on with more news. 749-5500-800-823. Talk. I'll be right back after the national news. The latest news. Traffic. It is 6.05. Coming up at 6.06 here. 55 Care CD Talk Station. Monday, like it or not. Always enjoy Mondays, if for no other reason. Money Monday with Brian James. Of course, that comes on at 8.05 every Monday. Gas prices are uh, numero uno and our topic of conversation with him. And I'm sure probably in your world as well, one of the real things to hit most everyone. I was mentioning the last hour. I think I got in under the wire. I filled up $5.05 a gallon on Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, premium. I know. And regular is going to be there in no time. Inflation, that's hitting everything. Is it hitting your babysit rates? Ask Brian James. Over 70, 70% of workers regret Quitting their jobs. Lots of people quit over the pandemic looking for different opportunities. And apparently a lot of people are not happy about that. Uh, as I mentioned, it's usually the, the the bees you know versus the bees you don't know. And sometimes sticking around with the ones you know can be better than rolling the cosmic dice and hoping that the next situation is going to be better. People also forfeiting their uh, FSAs. That with uh, Brian James at 805. If you'd like to call, comment about something going on in the world, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on AT&T phones. Mentioned gas prices hit a record. Uh, not adjusted for inflation. We're not quite there yet. Um, Trilby Lundberg, which does the industry analyst of gas prices, um, said yesterday that the new price exceeds by 32 cents, the prior all-time high of 411 set in July t- 2008. But a little bit away from the inflation-adjusted record high of 5.24 per gallon, so we're almost there at 4.43 nationally. Uh-oh. Yeah, you're paying a dollar fifty-four and rising more than you did a year ago. Uh, they claim prices are likely to remain high in the short term. Crude oil costs soar. The global supply chain concerns, obviously, Russia's oil been taken off the market. Energy prices also contributing to the worst inflation Americans have seen in 40 years. Real quick on gas. Thankfully, we're not in Frisco. San Francisco averaged five seventy nine a gallon for regular. Yes, over the, over the weekend. The lowest? Congratulations to Tulsa, Oklahoma, only paying $3.80 per gallon. All right. Now. We all know the answer to the problem, right? Pete judge. He told us, buy electric. Now, you moron. Yeah. Sharp rise in fuel costs, of course, forcing some people, previous SUV drivers and truck drivers, to maybe look for alternatives. Sadly, they aren't out there. God. Of course, everybody looking at renewed focus on fuel economy. Um. 
New and used car inventory is at historic lows. For those who have been looking, you know this. Therefore, you have few options. Few. According to, uh, I love this, Mike Stanton, president of the National Automobile Dealers Association, if asked if he's ready, are they excited? Yes, we're all excited. We're all in on EVs. Quote, we just don't have the product right now. Close quote. Uh, We have multiple layers in this, supply chain issues, wars, pestilence, famine, nickel shortages, etc., and a shortage of both new and used vehicles pushing prices up through the roof. They blame supply chain constraints. That led many car companies to pull back on building cars to focus on higher profit trucks and SUVs. Mm-hmm. And that was before the gas price went through the roof. End of February, a little more than 1 million vehicles in transit or in stock at U.S. dealership. Now, that may sound like a lot. Compare that with 2.7 million vehicles in transit or in stock last year at the same time frame. Oddly enough, this year, most of those vehicles are already pre-sold, meaning if you walk into a showroom, you're apparently not going to find many options. Jay Joseph, Vice President of Marketing and Consumer Experience at American Honda Motor uh, Corporation, had this to say, we're not seeing a true open market. If we had cars on the ground, I think we would see a temporary shift of passenger cars right now. But there is no supply of anything. Close quote. Well, we're f***ed. Over to Volkswagen. As an illustration of one corporation who is struggling with these problems, global chip shortage. That, the first problem for all automobile manufacturers, the Russian invasion in Ukraine now is piling on. More and more automakers now facing production difficulties. Volkswagen now announced that they are no longer accepting orders for most of its plug-in hybrid vehicles. Pete Buttigieg talked to Volkswagen before he told us to go out and buy an EV, Joe. I doubt it. They're not taking orders. You you order a car now, it's going to be, it could be a year before it shows up. I had somebody tell me that the other day. One full year, they placed an order and put a deposit down in a new automobile. Quoted by Automotive News, Germany's Automobile Woche, which I think translates to Automobile Week, reported the Volkswagen stopped taking orders for the plug-in hybrid versions of the Golf, Tiguan, Passat, Arteon, I don't even know about that one, and Touareg. They claim it's uh, maybe temporary. They're trying to ensure that already placed orders will be completed and delivered. Volkswagen spokesperson speaking with Automotive News about the decision comes as a result of the interrupted supply chains related to the war in Ukraine. Volkswagen joined Audi in freezing new orders of plug-in hybrid models. That in an attempt to prevent delivery times from lengthening even further. Right now, it's not known for how long the Volkswagen's um, EVs will be unavailable. (laughs) Porsche has also stopped production of some of its plants earlier this month as well. But again, Pete Buttigieg wasn't specifically telling you to go out and buy a Porsche EV, but you can't get one of those either. 749-5500-800-823, talk, pound 550 on your AT&T phone. In case you're just tuning in, this is going to get compounded. Um, neon apparently is critical to making neon chips, the lasers that help make neon chips. 
And we find out as a consequence of the war in Ukraine, some 45 to 54 percent of the world's semiconductor grade neon comes from Ukraine, specifically only two companies. Half of the world's neon. Both of those companies are shut down. Let's go to see what Tom's got this morning. Tom, welcome to the 55 KRC Morning Show and a happy Monday to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, just past a, a gas station, I'll probably hit it. I'm looking at the tank. It's below a half. I'm sweating bullets. Hopefully the, the gas station is still the same when I come back. It's 4.04, and plus I get three cents off a gallon for using my, my, uh, my rewards card. So, buddy, I, I can't wait. About three thirty today, and I can fill this thing up and save a boatload of money, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, something tells me by three thirty this afternoon that four oh four is going to be probably four fifteen. <laughs> oh, come on, now don't ruin it, will you? That's why I told you. That's why. I, that's why I filled my tank up on Saturday, and I still had a little more than a quarter tank left. I could have gone probably the balance of this week on just that. I drive so little, but I thought, nah, if I wait, I'm going to end up paying a quarter more a gallon. It was 505 a gallon for me to buy premium. And yeah, I know I got a car that pumps premium. Maybe, maybe don't get one of those. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, if you, if you came up with a list of ways to, to destroy an economy and you like wrote it down, what's the, what's the top 10 things you can do to, to ruin a, an economy? Uh, I, I think all top ten things have been done, and I think the Democrats have pulled them all off. Uh, the, the checklist, this, check, yep, we did that, we did that, yeah, we did that. I mean, it's it's amazing that they are going through all this trouble, and then it's like, oh, you don't, you can't complain. You just got used to all these low gas prices. You're just spoiled. Oh, just just it, this is the price you pay for democracy. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Are these people serious about this? They are. They're serious. They're, they're, they're just pulling us off, and they keep picking one thing after another and just bringing this country down, and we got to do something about it, Brian. we got to stop it. So please don't vote Democrat. Thanks. <laughs> got to hear that from Tom. 749-5500-800-823-TALK, pound 550 under AT&T phone. Yeah, his comment there was a reference to a former Democratic senator from North Carolina, Heidi Heitkamp, who was on the uh, Talking Head show over the weekend, um, responding to a poll result saying that, first off, Americans uh, do support banning Russian oil, but in the same take, they absolutely blame uh, Biden's handling of the situation uh, as and disapproving it. 70% disapprove of his, uh, situ- his handling of the oil situation. So she dismissed the poor poll results as a result of poor messaging from the White House. <laughs> You can always blame the party in power. And no, the administration wasn't aggressive enough, in my opinion, in pushing back on the red herrings. The problem is your expectations. Quote, can I say, I just, can I just say it's an artificially low price? You started from, and when you do inflation adjustment, this isn't the highest price we've had in the last 20 years. In fact, George Herbert Walker Bush, under the Bush administration, we had gas prices inflation adjusted over $5. Accurate statement. But it was our policies that brought gasoline down to the $2 realm, ma'am. Therein lies the rub. We were in a transition period during the George Herbert Walker Bush period, and we've transitioned to the point where we are in the Trump administration as a net exporter of fuel. And gasoline, yes, was in the $2 a gallon range. It's a policy-based reality. This is a hybrid. This is a cross. 
bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass uh, featherbed bench and uh, Northern California sensimia. I think that's what Nancy Pelosi's smoking. 523. Just the truth. Please, just the truth. Perfect, perfectly timed uh, song there, uh, Joseph. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Friday, um, the global inflation, it begins with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Not increased government spending on domestic social programs. No, 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 no. That infusion of $5 trillion had nothing to do with inflation, none whatsoever. Speaking of that House Democratic Issues Conference, she referred to, refer to the record gas prices as Putin's tax. Failing to appreciate the uh, upward climb from a year ago to prior to the uh, Russians invading Ukraine. That didn't have anything to do with Joe Biden shutting off drilling or anything like that. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with projecting to the oil industry they're going to pursue this Green New Deal agenda into oblivion. Nothing. No. Because, of course, the oil industry never listens to the administration in terms of making plans on what it should do into the future. It has no problem just maybe perhaps wasting billions of dollars in uh, infrastructure to have the administration pull the plug on it down the road. XL pipeline. She said passing Build Back Better, which many describe as dead, at least components of it, would make new investments in education and workforce development in a way that will eventually bring prices down. Eventually. You have to wait for it. Unlike drilling, which would eventually bring gas prices down or at least provide us with some measure of security from an oil production standpoint, so we don't have to go with hat in hand to Venezuela, knee pads on and all, it will eventually provide us with some economic and global security. But no. It's build back better. One other point is that we'll make about is that we are doing in our in our legislation, she said, is what we do in the build back better 17 Nobel laureates in economics and the legislation. So the legislation does not increase inflation. It's not inflationary because of the way it is written. Close quote. That's that Northern California sense of me and Joe. Maybe it's a Kentucky bluegrass cross. I, I don't know. One of them. So when we're having this discussion, she said, it's important to dispel some of those who say, well, the government spending. No, it isn't. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. It's not inflationary. Close quote. Do you ever wonder how she stands up in front of the multitude and of masses and says something like that with a straight face? It's reducing the national debt. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. We're paying very close attention to it, but it starts with Putin because the global inflation, for reasons beyond the gas price, global inflation is something that we have to deal with globally, but we have our responsibility to deal with it at home. And we have legislation that does just that by increasing supply and, again, creating jobs in a way that is not adding to inflation. Well, subsidized jobs in the greenfield is certainly inflationary. But increasing supply, as I stare at record food prices and the impending disaster on the global wheat market and grain market thanks to the war in Ukraine, I'm wondering how in the hell she thinks by putting pen to paper in Washington, D.C. can increase the supply of anything. 526. That's the drugs kicking in. That's why I wrote crackhead on the top of this article because I can't make any sense of where, I, where she's coming from other than a drug-induced State of mind. 749-5500-800-823 talk. Affordable is what it is. It's images. And you think, well, no way, man. My MRI talk station. 632-55KRCD talk station. Happy Monday. Money Monday. Looking forward to that. <laughs> as if we don't have a lot to talk about with Brian James. whole lot to talk about with you as well, and I always enjoy it. So feel free to call 749-5500-800-823-TALK. I got local stories in front of me, but I also have Brian on the phone. Let's talk to Brian first. Brian, welcome to the program, and a happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, Brian. With all these uh, Democrat and liberal comments, you have to take this into account, and it all makes sense. If you don't think about it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was part of the nefarious element of COVID-19 to, to dumb down our children to the point where even though they were never being caught, taught critical thinking in the first place, they weren't taught anything at all for the last couple of years, making them even dumber and more capable of manipulation. How's that? Perfect. <laughs> if you don't understand economics at all, then you can't question the sanity of Nancy Pelosi's insane, drug-induced, seemingly drug-induced ramblings. Thank you, Brian, for putting an exclamation point on that. Back to local stories, and I appreciate the, the comment from one of my listeners <laughs> this morning in response to this. Do you think politics has anything to do with this? Do you think pushing Larry Householder's trial past the November election is politically motivated. You'll have to talk to U.S. District Judge Timothy Black, who has scheduled Larry Householder's jury trial for next year. Jury selection, January 20th. Trial begins January 23rd. And the attorneys are estimating it'll take six weeks to try the case, described as the largest public corruption case in state history. All right. He's facing 20 years of prison, of course, uh, 20 years in prison, Accused of selling legislation. That was the nuclear plant bailout in return for Fat Bank. So um, writing seems to be on the wall 
for Larry, considering that, um, well, First Energy Corp., which was integral in this, uh, re- reached a deferred prosecution agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office and has provided prosecutors with text messages exchanged between Householder and others, also paying a $230 million fine and admitting it bribed Householder and former Public Utilities Commission of Ohio Chairman Sam Rendazzo, who has not yet been charged. Co-defendants, householders co-defendants, again, writing on the wall perhaps, Jeff Longsgreth and Juan Cespedes have already pleaded guilty. The third co-defendant died by suicide in Florida. Householder and his uh, Ohio Republican Party chairman, Matt Borges, have both pleaded not guilty and claimed they did nothing wrong. I don't know. It seems to me the deck's stacked against them from just an objective standpoint, but you're innocent until proven guilty. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. Pound 550 on AT&T phone. Your wellness center, you can reach him at 791-9474 and you want to do that. A couple of reasons. Maybe one is weight loss and uh, appreciate Joe Strecker and his valiant efforts to lose a lot of weight. His health was in jeopardy. His life was in jeopardy. So he lost a bunch of weight, a bunch called 200 pounds. iHeart Media aviation expert Jay Ratliff attributes your wellness center, literally, he said this on the air, with saving his life. He was able to lose more than 50 pounds putting his health back in a much better place than it was before. And that's really what weight loss is for. It's for your health, your ability to move around freely, play with your children and grandchildren. It is 640 right now, 55 Care CD Talk Station. Calls are welcome. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, or hit pound 550 on AT&T phones. My name is Brian Thomas. My executive producer is Joe Strecker. And real quick here, related to nothing, I wanted to jump back into uh, inflation, but um, apparently uh, uh, former President Barack Obama is now uh, COVID positive. COVID positive. We take we, we go back to 2020, December 2020. Quote, people like Anthony Fauci, who I know and I've worked with, I trust completely. So if Anthony Fauci tells me this vaccine is safe and can vaccinate, you know, immunize you from getting COVID, absolutely, I'm going to take it. Well, that was back when they told you that the vaccine would immunize you from COVID and you wouldn't get it. You didn't have anything to worry about. Then it was like, well, 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 maybe not maybe you need a second dose and then that won't immunize you either. You're still going to get it, but you're not going to get it as bad. So he has sniffles or something, but he seems to be okay. Wouldn't wish it on anybody. I went through it bad and I didn't like it, but it came out the other side fine. And my antibodies are through the roof. So I'm a big fan of believing in natural immunity because I have the blood work to prove it. Anyway, over to inflation. Inflation costing you about 300 bucks extra a month, at least Right now, it's going up even more. All projections are that inflation is not going to wane at all. Expect the Federal Reserve to increase uh, interest rates here in an effort to curb it. Uh, question what that's going to do to the uh, the ripple effect on this. But uh, $296.45, that is the impact on each American household, at least average, according to Moody's Analytics. Uh-huh. Following the latest Labor Department data, reviewing that consumer prices spiked in the month of February alone, 7.9%. And let's turn to the global situation. You're going to be hearing a lot about this in the coming weeks. 
and maybe even the full coming years. Record high global food costs. Now, we have to turn to the United Nations for this, and please put on your hat of skepticism because I'm not quite sure anything productive or accurate comes from the United Nations, but Bloomberg's reporting the United Nations said that the food costs could surge another 22% because of the situation going on in Ukraine. Here's a fun fact for everyone to absorb. Ukraine and Russia together account for more than one-tenth of all calories traded globally. All 10% of the global food supply, two countries. So soaring prices uh, cost means other countries will only be, partly be able to compensate for the sudden and steep reduction in black sea grain and sunflower exports in the coming 22-23 season. That will likely push international food and feed prices. And here's the other component. Think about inflationary pressures. It's not just you and how much you pay at the grocery store, but that is directly impacted by the cost of feed prices. You could steer clear of buying bread and buy things that do not contain grain in them, but take a look at the cost of beef, chicken, anything else that actually lives or survives on and eats grain. They say a considerable supply gap will linger going forward if the war persists. Guy named Ku Dong-Yu, the FAO Director General, said in a statement, uh, the likely disruptions to agriculture activities for these two major exports of staple commodities could seriously escalate food insecurity globally. International food and input prices are already high and volatile. War is likely to leave 20% to 30% of Ukraine's crop area for the 2022 season, unplanted or unharvested, they estimate. Winter grains like wheat were planted months ago, but farmers would normally begin sowing corn and sunflowers in a few weeks' time. Ask yourself a question. Are you going to be out in the field planting uh, corn and sunflowers when bombs are dropping down on you? Or more more likely, when you're behind the, uh, uh, behind the trigger of an AK-47 shooting at Russians who are trying to invade your country? They say Russian production isn't likely to see major impacts in the near term, but farm income could be depressed because of the sanctions. And that may very well have a ripple effect into the future because farmers in Russia are like farmers in the United States and any place else. They see what is presented to them. Think of the farmers in Russia like the oil industry. Hmm. We, as a consequence of our government policies, have our export ability eviscerated. I could grow all the grain I want, but apparently it's not going to go anywhere. Do I grow all the grain I want? Prices are going to already be depressed based on Russian wheat not being generally available. Hmm. Why bother? That's exactly the argument the oil companies make when it comes to the Biden's green agenda. Why would I bother investing in new infrastructure if my government is going to tell me that it's not going to give me a return on investment? What's the point? Exactly. Russian farmers are looking out for their own best interests in the same way that I suppose Ukrainian farmers are looking out for their own best interests by killing, invading Russians. 646-55KRC, the talk station. And these unbelievable energy times, I mean, uh, the, the price we've been talking about all morning. We're in the 55KRC, the talk station. Hope you're having a decent Monday, and I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Back over to a couple of crazies. 
Uh, kind of unrelated. They are unrelated. The, the, the war has ripple effects, of course, on inflation is one of them. I've um, been talking about inflation a lot this morning, and I'm sure you've been dealing with it. Anybody went grocery shopping over the weekend, as we typically do, realizes that. Of course, filling your tank up has become uh, <clears throat> extremely painful. It can make you walk funny. So how are companies responding to it? I got a kind of a kick out of this. There was actually a television commercial one some time ago, many years ago. Um, the was an olive company, and the guy had the brilliance of, saving money for the company and increasing profit by taking one aloe, olive out of each jar. And then at the end of the year, they said, great job. You know, we increased profit. Now do it again next year. Removing the amount of product in the bag. I, I remember this in the 70s. I'm, I'm, I remember even as a young person going through stagflation in the 70s, the complaints about the uh, coffee was a big one. Coffee went through the roof. And I don't know on, on a uh, adjusted for inflation price how much coffee is now relative to the 70s. But I just remember all the adults complaining about the price of coffee. And that's when you used to get a pound of coffee in a can. And as a consequence of stagflation, they reduced the pound of coffee down to something like, I don't know, 13 ounces or 16 ounces. It was something some slightly less. And that's what's going on now. Frito-Lay. Your bag of Doritos will now contain, count them, five fewer chips. That, according to an announcement from uh, Frito-Lay. Inflation is hitting everyone. We just took a little bit out of the bag so we can give you the same price and you can keep enjoying your chips. They could have raised prices. <laughs> I mean, you know? It doesn't sound like much, but that's the way it's working. Hey, your bounty roll of uh, of of, uh, of paper towels is three sheets fewer. If you're a fan of wheat thins, the new box of wheat thins is going to have 28 fewer crackers. And just three illustrations of the way this is going, and it's going on pretty much everywhere. And now here's here's an interesting one, unrelated to the price of food or inflation. But related to the situation in Ukraine, this is funny. Um, making for strange bedfellows. Uh, before Russia's pronouncement on Facebook, how did you feel about Facebook and your ability to, well, post anything you wanted? Your ability to, I don't know, send an article attached maybe from Breitbart, for example, or post something negative by way of uh, Joe Biden. Right. You often got censored. I've had many friends on Facebook. I have close to like 5,000 or something. And a lot of people will make posts like, look what got me removed from Facebook. Well, they're not doing that for people critical of Russia. And therefore, Russian authorities have called for Facebook's parent company, Meta, to be categorized, in their words, as an extreme organization. Now, as earlier this month, reported, reportedly, uh, Russia reportedly banned access to Facebook. Now, their prosecutor general's office is attempting to label Facebook's parent company extremist. Facebook last week temporarily allowed users to post threats to Vladimir Putin and the Russian military forces. Russian communicator, uh, communications regulator Roskomandazor, close enough, claimed, quote, messages shared on Instagram encourage and provoke violent actions toward Russians. Instagram head Adam Mosuri responded to the social media blog, quote, this decision will cut 80 million Russians off from one another and from the rest of the world, as 80% of the people in Russia follow an Instagram account outside their country. This is wrong. In the interim, Facebook has enabled users to temporarily express violent posts calling for the death of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> and here's where you start cracking up, considering how they treated my conservative friends over the years. 
president of global affairs over at Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, Nick Clegg, quote, our policies are focused on, try not to laugh too much, hey, if you're driving, 10 and 2, okay, eyes forward. Our policies are focused on protecting people's rights to speech as an expression of self-defense in reaction to a military invasion of their country. In fact is, we applied our standard content policies without any adjustments. We would now be removing content from ordinary Ukrainians expressing their resistance and fury at the invading military forces, which would rightly be viewed as unacceptable. <laughs> now take war out of that and just put it in terms of Democrat versus Republican policies. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Right. Well, Facebook at least put its, or rather Russia at least put its foot down. I got to run, but Corey, if you want to hang on, we can get your call right out of the gate coming out of the top of the hour news, which we will do, or alternatively, your phone calls. But we have a whole lot more to talk about, of course. 749 Talk Station. It's 7.06 here at 55KRC, the talk station. Monday, which means money, money Monday in one hour. Lots to talk about with uh, with Brian James, gas prices, inflation, and how it's hitting your babysitting rate. Hmm, 70, 70% of the workers who quit say, uh, bad idea, I wish I did not quit my job. And people forfeiting their FSAs. Those are the topics coming up in an hour with Brian James. We're going to jump to the phones here in a second. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. Pound 550 on AT&T phones. Promised Corey he'd be first, and he will. Real quick on Corey's always going to talk about guns. Just want to let you know that Georgia House of Republicans on Friday passed a bill allowing the state of Georgia residents to carry concealed handguns without first getting a license. It passed 94 to 57 Brian Kemp, governor, said he supported the measure and he will uh, sign it. Georgia Constitutional Carry Act of 2021 would allow anyone with a carry con- anyone to carry a concealed handgun anywhere. Licensed permit holders can carry one, provided they pass a background check. Corey, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday to you. I guess you have a comment about guns because you always do. Yes, sir. Hey, also Alabama, they passed constitutional carry as well, and their governor signed it the very same day. That was just last week, so, wasn't uh, it? 
Yes, I believe like last Thursday. Yes, I mean that. So uh, that's is that a majority of the states now with uh, with constitutional carry? Well, I believe that would be uh, close anyway. Yeah, if Ohio does it, will be twenty fifth. Okay. So, um, well, speaking of that, Dewine still has not signed it, and uh, the one report I sent you a link to, he's kind of wishy washy on it, and the word now is he may veto it. So I encourage everybody to call him, put the pressure on him, let him know if he vetoes this that you will not vote for him. Is he is he uh, hiding is he hiding behind the, that one law enforcement agency that's come out against it? I mean, what what is his motivation for yes. for saying no in spite of the will of the people as evidenced by their representatives' votes in Columbus? Yeah, he is saying uh, the wishes of the FOP and the Sheriff's Association and the like are pressuring to vote against it, and he probably will do that now, yeah. uh, saying that they're. Uh, officer safety is more important. Interesting. So, uh, I don't know. And, and, and who among us, we'll see what happens. Who among us, Corey, thinks that officer safety is an issue with license or with lawful, uh, uh, law-abiding individuals who otherwise would be able to carry one anyway? I, I, I just don't know where this comes into the equation. But, um, right. and, and since and, when do the, for, the, the, the various law enforcement agencies override the will of the people? I'm certain that each of the representatives have been in touch with their constituents and found that a majority of their constituents wanted constitutional carry in Ohio. But, oh, here's an organization that doesn't necessarily represent all of its members' uh, opinions on the matter, saying, no, we say it's not good, therefore deprive the will of the citizenry as evidenced by the representative's vote. Not cool, man. Not cool. Maybe they have a lot of money to take campaign contributions, Corey. There's always that. Yeah, if I could add also... uh Nationally, in Washington, D.C., the spending bill to keep the government from defaulting, they snuck gun control on that, which uh, 90% of all denials when you go to purchase a gun, uh, most people get put on delay, and 90% of denials out of that are due to somebody having the same name as somebody else, some some minor mistake. Well, this law that they introduced and passed the House will make that a felony if you are denied for simply being denied on your form when you fill it out to try to buy a gun will now be a felony. Well, they're going to have to yeah, you're going to have to prove a crime beyond a reasonable doubt and good luck doing that if the database is incorrect. They'll go back and they'll realize they screwed up after claiming that you've committed a felony because they'll never be able to go to court with sufficient evidence to show that you're not allowed to carry a firearm because they got the wrong guy. I mean, that's much ado about nothing. They can spin their wheels and waste their time on that. But if you're a legitimately uh, 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 not lawfully allowed to carry a firearm and you pass a background check, I think that's a reflection of the government's incompetence right there. But to deny someone who's otherwise lawfully entitled to have one, you have deprived them of a constitutional right based upon you, the government's error. I would think you would look inwardly rather than look outwardly to try to prosecute someone for that. But then again, I'm always looking at things from a logical and reasonable standpoint, not from the viewpoint of our elected officials. Appreciate the update, Corey. Take care and stay well. Let's get over to see what Richard's got on gasoline. Hey, Richard, welcome to the morning show. Thanks for calling today. Morning, Brian. How are you? Happy Monday. Right back at you, man. Doing well. Hope you can say the same. Uh, I live in Butler County and... uh up in my area, Fairfield Township, Liberty Township, Westchester, a lot of the gas stations have now dropped their price down to 405, maybe 407, down from 409. So I wanted to get on the radio and publicly thank our president for working so hard on behalf of the American people to lower gasoline prices. I mean, that two to four cents is going to make a big difference in people's lives. Let's go, Brandon. 
You got it. That's hilarious. Um, And there was an independent article. These stickers with I did that have been all over the place now for a long, long time because, of course, gasoline prices preceded the invasion of Russia's invasion of Ukraine by a lot. And they've only gone up a lot more since then. Thanks to, yes, the Biden administration's policies and refusing to allow additional drilling, shutting down drilling in federal lands, not issuing any additional permits and failing to appreciate the complications that are involved once a permit's issued. Yeah, 9,000 permits out there, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why the gas companies can't move forward with them, a lot of which environmental litigation. You can't get away from that. The government could issue all the passes at once, but then again, you're going to be met in court by some environmental group who's going to stand in the way of you moving forward, costing you literally millions of dollars in litigation fees to fight an environmental regulation that, yes, the Biden administration won't change. In fact, they've made it worse. they made it a lot worse. And this, this goes back to the planning component. Gas companies aren't going to invest billions of dollars in new developments if they realize that they're not going to get a return on their investments. And one of the returns on their investments they're not going to get is when they start applying this this environmental um, score on your company's carbon output. They're going to rate you accordingly, and you're going to pay through the nose accordingly. Yeah, they, they are not interested in any way, shape, or form in lowering the price of the pump. That's just what they want. It is it is absolutely what they want. I mean, it's just, there, there's no denying it. They've told us this in advance. I mean, none of this really comes as a shock that they have Putin to blame on it now, that they blame Putin on this is just nonsense. I love this, this these two sentences from Harold Hamm, a Biden's war on oil hits consumers. This is really sums it up beautifully. Modern life is predicated on cheap, abundant, and reliable energy. This administration has manufactured scarcity and mandated insecurity around the globe. Think of the Saudis. Think of anybody who's an oil producer, and that's where they get the vast majority of their money. We cut them off. We no longer had to buy from them anymore. Energy independence allowed us to say, you know, Saudis, you can go it alone. We don't need your OPEC oil. OPEC adjusts accordingly. They can reduce output to increase, of course, this is a global commodity, increase the price of oil. Well, if the U.S. isn't buying it, we better find some other buyers or we're going to have to lower the price to compete. This is a very complex reality. But the Biden administration and leftists, Obama did this as well. Anybody who says we need to pay more for gas, we need to move over to electric vehicles, is buying this line. And it's the abundance of energy that I think the left is all about. The abundance of inexpensive energy. That makes us bigger consumers. That makes us fat and happy. This is the antithesis of Marxism and socialism. If you're happy, you are a problem. If you're happy, you don't want your administration to change. If you've got inexpensive, abundant, and reliable energy, you can plan for the future. The volatility in the oil market is primarily predicated not just on world affairs, but also decisions made on behalf of, well, their own best interests, as in the case of OPEC. That's a cartel. If OPEC countries were all individual corporations centered in the United States, they would all be guilty and in jail for antitrust violations. They sit down at the table and coordinate the price. That, I mean, that's a fact, Jack. There's nothing else you can do about that. But this administration has manufactured scarcity and mandated insecurity because they pulled the plug on our production. That's what they want. 
They want to put the oil companies out of business. They, they have this, this wild dream that somehow magically green can, can just instantaneously jump at the place and solve the problem of oil and gas. And oil and gas is only a problem if you believe that it is directly responsible for the change in temperature of our globe. And that, to me, fundamentally is the bill of goods that we've all been sold. It's not about green. It's not about saving the planet. I am thoroughly convinced it is about manufacturing scarcity and mandating insecurity. If they can create a scarcity in a product, you no longer can rely on it. You become insecure and you start to worry. And you might blindly follow them down this green road that they want to take us down on, not in the name of making our lives better, the world cleaner, but in the name of reducing our might and our consumption. Our economy blows the other world's economies away. I mean, you think of Russia and the Russian bear and this invading force in Ukraine and how awesome they're supposed to be militarily speaking, etc. Their economy is like the sixth economy in the world. I mean, I think California's economy is bigger than Russia's. So the good thing that comes from this with all the prices and price increases, inflationary pressures, inflationary pressures across the board, look at your grocery bill, only going to get worse, may have the ultimate impact of, wait a second, I'm feeling pain right now. What could possibly be done to lessen the pain that I right now am feeling? I'm not worried 100 years hence whether Barack Obama's uh, Oceanside Mansion is going to flood or not. That isn't on my mind. What's on my mind right now is that I can't put groceries on the table for my family. And I can't afford to fill my gas tank to get back and forth to work. And that raise that I got has been wiped out completely and then some by the inflationary pressures that are, well, myriad. They're everywhere. That hurts people right now. It impacts elections right now. And we can view that as a good thing because we have one coming up, and it's a big one. It's November. And an opportunity to right the ship. 717-55-CARE-CD talk station, 749-5500. 722-55-CARE-CD talk station. Going to jump over to the phones. Got a couple of callers online. We can get them both in, I hope, in this segment. We'll start the order in which they received with Opie. Opie, happy Monday to you. Hey, pardon my voice. I don't know what's going on, but um, I rolled past one of them uh, them propane tank exchange things. Yeah, they're down to thirteen pounds of propane in a twenty pound tank. Are you kidding me? Let's go, Brandon. No. So, so that goes along with my my comment about Doritos pulling five Doritos out of a bag and Triscuits pulling twenty eight right. out. And well, it it used to be it used to be fifteen pounds. When they first started them tank exchanges, they were 18 pounds, then they went to 16 pounds, then they went to 15 pounds, Jeez. and the one I saw yesterday was 13 pounds. And the price is still I mean, the same, right? Yeah, actually yeah. it went up. Oh, great. Let's go, Brandon. All right. Well, yeah. there you can put another one you can factor into the equation if it's gas, oil, anything petroleum, it's going to go through the roof. And Oh, let us stop and not overlook the cold, harsh, stone-cold reality that literally everything in an electronic vehicle is connected in some way, shape, or form to the petroleum industry. Parts, yes. Manufacturing, that's energy. 
the parts in them. Many require petroleum products, plastic. I know you don't, you vegans don't want to have leather upholstery. So the plastic that you choose, <laughs> the vegan leather, uh, yeah, it's going to require oil to make. Let's see what Maureen's got this morning. Maureen, welcome to the program and a very happy Monday to you. Hi, Brian. Um, I, I want to talk about, first of all, Corey's call about constitutional carry. And I also want to talk about what, um, when you talked with Jason Williams on Friday. Well, jump on into it because I don't want to run out of time, Maureen. Hit it. Okay. Okay. About his kitty menu, uh, kitty sugary drink menu ban. Yeah. And what's going on is even more important than that with government overreach is that right now they're trying to gain support in Ohio State Legislature and Cincinnati City Council, leading to the adoption of a formal resolution passing legislation to declare a state of emergency based on childhood trauma. This is HCR 14 to be signed by Governor DeWine and Mayor Pureball. I think this should raise major red flags because any time, you know, that you have an enactment of an emergency, you need to be aware that they can suspend our constitutional rights. And one of the sponsors of this bill is Cedric Denson, who voted against um, our concealed carry um, legislation. So I think that's something everybody needs to be paying attention to. They're going to talk about it and empower you this Thursday. And okay. I'm not sure if this, this discussion is going to be for this state act of emergency or against it. I don't know. But I think, I think it's very scary to me. There are lots of laws on our books right now about, that protect you know, children and, and to help prevent childhood trauma and that kind of thing. Why do we need to enact a state of emergency? I'm with you. I feel like it's a backdoor at the back door into suspending our constitutional rights. And with everything that's going on right now, we can't do that. And, and people need to be aware of it. And please look up this, this bill, HCR 14. I appreciate that. Get on the phone with your legislators. Yeah, it's very important. Well, it is, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Declarations of emergency usually result in loss of liberties and freedoms. Gee, um, haven't we just lived through that for the last couple of years? We've got a real-time, still-feeling-it reality. Hell, they just reinstated the mask mandate for an extra month and a half there, Maureen. So, um, yeah, we're still feeling it. So, absolutely, beware the declarations of states of emergency. I'm just worried of the, the moment when they declare martial law and suspend all of our constitutional rights, Maureen. I know they're just salivating over an opportunity for that one. At least it feels that way. The Talk Station. 7.30, 55KRC, The Talk Station. If you care to call, I'd love to hear from you. Got Money Monday coming up after the top of the hour news. Always spend uh, several segments with Brian James. It's really important topics this morning, as always. Going to get to local stories, but I want to thank um, Ted and offer Ted condolences, his whole family, um, Ted Montag sent me an email. He says, Brian, you called out my dad on the radio during your show one morning while we were driving to the airport. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. 
This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Said so you made Zip laugh that morning and thank you. Zip Edward J. Montag. He passed away this past week. His funeral was on Thursday. He wanted to let, he wanted to let me know, but I wanted to salute Zip Montag and mention him again on the radio. He's listening from above. He proudly served his country in the Navy, and he uh, his son said the Navy did an awesome job at the grave. He said Taps was perfect and brought many to tears, and I can only imagine. So salute to the late Zip Montag and a second mention, and it warmed my heart that I was able to put a smile on that man's face. and. Uh, somehow appreciate his service to our country. Over to local stories. Tell me if the, if politics you think had anything to do with this. Uh, Jim Renacci is going to be on the program tomorrow. Um, we had Winterag on the program last week. Everybody wants to be governor. There's a whole whole bunch of people that want to oust uh, Mike DeWine in the primary. And of course, Mike DeWine has some um, direct connection on some level, at least, with House Speaker, former House Speaker Larry Householder, who now is going to be going on trial. We know that because he was arrested uh, in connection with bribery charges relating to First Energy and the bailout of those nuclear plants. You may have heard of that. So this has gone on for some time. So when's he going to trial? We now have a trial date. Thanks to um, U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Black. Jury selection in the matter of Larry Householder. Begins January of next year, January 20th, trial starting January 23rd. They think it'll be a six-week trial. Pushing it past the election. So I guess we're not going to have any understanding of the reality of what's going on. Anyway, uh, accused of selling legislation in exchange for political payback and comeback, paying off personal expenses, etc. If he's convicted, they say he could face up to 20 years in prison. Now, it seems to me the writing's on the wall. Um... Considering the following, it's reported two of his co-defendants, Jeff Longstreth and Juan Cespedes, they pleaded guilty. Uh, the third accused person committed suicide in Florida last year. Householder and he, the Ohio Republican Party chairman, Matt Borges, have pleaded not guilty, claiming they didn't do anything wrong. Now, as far as First Energy Corp's uh, uh, situation, again, not looking good for Householder. Thank to Laura Bischoff reporting from the Columbus Dispatch, reminding us that uh, in July, First Energy Corp reached a deferred prosecution agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office. Have been playing nicely with the prosecutors there, providing them with text messages exchanged between householder and others, and agreeing to pay $230 million in fine after admitting it bribed householder and former Public Utilities Commission of Ohio Chairman Sam Randazzo, who has not yet been charged, claiming he did nothing wrong. So the dominoes are falling all around Larry Householder. It seems pretty obvious. But do you think it was political at all to kick that trial off until next January? I'll let you decide. Uh, Move over to Crow Ring Township where a driver of a vehicle involved in a fatal crash there last week uh, was indicted this past Friday. 32-year-old Antonio Wolford charged with aggravated vehicular homicide 
Maximum sentence for that one, 15 years. Colerain police saw Wolford running multiple red lights. Uh, this according to a press conference from Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters. He went through uh, one, uh, another light on Colerain Avenue in Common Circle where he slammed into another car with Ronald Washington and Isaiah McBride inside. Um, they claim the officers didn't have time to catch up with them before the crash occurred. He said, According to Dieters, the entire driver's door was blown off, and even though he was wearing a seatbelt, Ronald Washington was ejected from the vehicle and died at the scene. They have video of the incident showing Washington's car spun nearly 360 degrees. Nearly every side of the panel sedan ripped off. The trunk looks fractured. Debris, they claim, exploding through the intersection. Passenger in uh, Washington's car still hospitalized. Dieters said the police were not pursuing Wolford as he was driving at a high rate of speed before they even noticed him. They said Wolford was also driving under a suspended license. Ohio Department of Corrections uh, records state that he was a, considered a, quote, violator at large. Was wanted for violating the terms of his supervision, convicted of drug trafficking and possession back in 2020. He's being held at the Hamilton County Justice Center on a $100,000 bond. He'll next be in court on the 18th. 735 coming up, 55 Care CD Talk Station. We'll have a uh, opportunity for follow- phone calls if you'd like to comment. 749-5500-800-823-TALK. want to mention foreign exchange because I'm all about saving money, and most notably when the uh, times are tough, inflationary pressures are hitting everyone. You want to find money where, where you can. 740. The 55 Care CD Talk Station. Again, after Top of the Hour News, Money Money with Brian James on gas prices. How it's hurting Ohio specifically. I'm not sure there's anything that Governor DeWine could do about it except get rid of the tax. And then you got the buckled up problem of uh, how to pay for road repairs. Inflation hitting everything, including, I guess, your babysitting rate. Yeah, Brian's got a comment or two about that. People regret quitting their jobs. I guess there's a new survey out. 70% of folks who uh, packed it up under the coronavirus situation and moved on to some other uh, uh, job opportunity say, sorry, sucks to be me. I wish I didn't do that. That among others. We'll talk with uh, Brian after top of the hour news and we'll talk with Brian right now. I got Brian on the phone, 749-5500-800-823 talk. Brian, happy Monday to you. Welcome back. Hey, Brian. Uh, thanks for having me back. I um, just wanted to wish a friend of mine who turned 98 years young, he's a world war II veteran and stays at the, um, at the VA center down in, on Vine street. Uh, there's a called the CLC Center. He's basically taken care of. He's a resident there. Just wanted to give a shout out for those who care for this gentleman. He's he's a, he's a treasure to our community. Um, he served in World War II and notable battles like Peleliu and um, Iwo Jima. Oh, jeez. Uh, he served in World War So just wish Brett Horn a happy birthday. Amen and to, to that. Those who care for him, thank you for your service. Amen to that. I appreciate you calling and commenting on that, Brian. Not too many World War II veterans out there left. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not. So we need to take. Appreciate that call, man. Appreciate it. Anything else? Anything else Thank on you. your mind today, Brian? Is that was it? So the only thing, the other, the only other thing I want to talk about is the Florence Aquatic Center has been an issue I've been promoting for a while. It's reopening this summer. Yeah. There is a sale on memberships and ticket sales on the week, weekend of April first, so April Fools through April third. Um, is a twenty percent off sale. For those who have never experienced it, um, it's, it's a treat. Uh, get your memberships, get them 20% off, and um, 
save some money and, and enjoy the uh, the summer fun at the Florence Aquatic Center this year. So April 1st through 3rd is that sale. I know you've been a big supporter, and you were certainly happy they're reopening that facility. So thanks for the thanks for the update, Brian, and thanks again for the nod to our World War II veterans and their caregivers, most assuredly. Uh, and speaking of troops, generally speaking, you know, we got this situation unfolding in uh, Ukraine. Day-to-day, it changes each and every day. Um, I, I, a couple of things. First off, I, here, here, here's something that I, that I find very interesting as well as troubling. Now, we know this situation has created better bedfellows of Russia and China. Um, in advance of the, uh, the the Olympic Games, they had sat down and uh, worked out some 5,000-page agreement talking about you know, their undying and uh, unlimited cooperation. So you have that going in, the world's two biggest uh, anti-United States powers sort of joining at the hip. Now, we have a U.S. official saying that Russia has now asked China for military equipment to use in its invasion of, of Ukraine. And just the idea of that struck me as rather interesting. Now, of course, Ukraine is going to take weapons from anywhere they can get. Not much of an independent manufacturer of them. They can't continue to churn out whatever they were capable of doing on their own, particularly in the middle of a war-torn situation. But Russia, of all places, and they're right there against the border with Ukraine. They don't have sufficient equipment? They have to appeal to the Russians for additional military equipment? Hmm. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned China to avoid helping Russia to evade punishment from global sanctions, saying we will not allow that to go forward. Hmm. Really? How? You're going to sanction China. That's really what the veiled suggestion is. Officials speaking on a condition of anonymity discussed this sensitive matter, saying in recent days Russia had requested support from China, including military equipment. Official didn't provide many details about the scope of the request. First reported in the Financial Times and Washington Post. Hmm. We will not allow that to go forward and allow there to be a lifeline to Russia from these economic sanctions from any country anywhere in the world, says National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. So, are we setting ourselves up for a trade war with China and a sanctions war with China? China, in the meantime, warning the world that anybody supporting Taiwan militarily would face, in their words, the worst consequences. They, they, warned that on, they issued a statement on Saturday saying no one and no force will be able to stop the Communist Party if it takes action against, well, uh, Taiwan, which they still believe is part of China. Taiwan does manufacture its own weapons in some sense. It does buy some from others. Plan to double its yearly missile production capacity this year. The announcement from their defense ministry came after Taiwan approved an extra $8.6 billion for military, military spending over the next five years. See, they got a five-year plan to spend $8.6 billion. They don't see uh, China taking over between now and then, but at least they're going to take steps to bolster their defenses in advance, hopefully, of such an invasion. And they're staring at the situation involving Russia and Ukraine going, hmm, hmm, not so strong, are they? I mean, Russia may end up taking Ukraine, but boy, they are taking a toll. And if they got to appeal to China for enough military hardware to actually achieve their goal, they clearly didn't have enough to start with. 
the big, vast, evil, mean, well-trained Russian army can't handle a, 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 a Ukraine. 44 million people say, no, you can't. We're fighting back. And Fox News saying the setback for Russia has been encouraging to many in Taiwan. Taiwanese lawmaker Lin Chu Yin, speaking with Bloomberg, had this to say, quote, Putin's war sends a signal to China that it won't be as easy to take Taiwan as it imagines. And it also breaks the myth that one can easily defeat another smaller or militarily weaker country with missiles, close quote. Yeah. Well, we did have that situation in Vietnam, didn't we? In South Korea or Korea. Yeah, yeah, Afghanistan. Stick around. we got Danny on the line. Danny, if you don't mind holding, we'll get your call right out of the gate. Got to take a quick break here and mention my friends at Cullen Electric. For all your residential electric projects, it's just Cullen. Think. Right now, it's uh, 7.52 at 55KRC Detoxin. I'm going to jump to the phones. As promised, Danny held on the line. We're going to take his call right out of the gate. Danny, thanks for holding, and welcome to the program. Happy Monday. Oh, happy Monday to you if there's such a thing. Oh, why not? Um, <laughs> so, hey, Pat so, called earlier this morning. About I, I just got to say, Pat, Pat reminded us it's St. Patrick's Day this week, so at least we have that to look forward to, right? So. Uh, yes, absolutely. Go, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Go ahead. That's okay. So everybody's talking about inflation, and I think inflation's actually just the the uh, smoke to cover the the big problem that's coming up. Which is um, the one they're not talking about is with all these sanctions with Russia. Two things have happened. Russia has completely stopped the export of potash to America. Just stopped it. We're not going to get any this year. And to match that, China has. Uh, put an embargo on both phosphorus and urea okay okay so these products are what we use to make fertilizer yes sir fertilizer in this country has gone from three hundred dollars a ton to in excess of a thousand dollars a ton all these cornfields all these wheat fields that have fed the world for the last 50 years are not going to produce this year that is probably correct at least it will be significantly okay, impacted. Now, here, now here's, here's the big thing, okay? Urea is, a pro, is the main product in something called DEF fluid, okay? All, any diesel engine newer than 10 years has to have DEF fluid to move. Regulated by the government, they can't move an inch without DEF fluid in them. Now, 550 a gallon is going to pose a big problem on moving products across this nation, keeping our supply chain running. Yes, sir. But when they start not having death fluid, that truck can't even get on the road. Now, is that something that a regulation could change, or is that something that is absolutely... Yeah, but do you, do you think the communists in charge of our country right now are going to do anything <laughs> that's against global warming? I, I will go back to the comment this morning I've read several times from Harold Hammond, his op-ed. This administration has manufactured scarcity and mandated insecurity around the globe. Absolutely. And this absolutely. Is, yes. And, and China and, and Russia are now helping. That's what's coming and, and think about this, too. Ukraine's the number eight wheat producer and corn producer in the world. Yeah. There's people not going to eat this year because of it. Russia stopped selling all of their commodities. They're the number two producer of wheat in the world. Yeah. But we're all going to be hungry this time next year. Yeah, th that is, I think, an absolute certainty because uh, the, the more I read about 
Ukraine and Russia and how much of a hold they have on grain generally in the world. Remember, grain is not just how much you pay for bread. It's also how much you pay for that steak if you can even afford to buy it anymore. It has just profound impacts. And uh, when you're fighting a war on the Ukraine side uh, and not planting crops, and when you're Russian, you've already got a bad year crop-wise, and your crops have been taken off the market due to international sanctions, you can see obviously what is going to happen. Better tighten your belt. Maybe it's a forced diet they're putting us all on, Danny. Maybe a possibility. Thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate you holding over. We're going to have Money Monday coming up, talking about a lot of these prices and the impact on you and I and our investments and our future. That's with Brian James after the news. I hope you can stick around. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Price increases. Rising crime. Spending in Washington. All day. This is 55 KRC, the talk station. 8.05, coming up on 8.06 here at 55 KRC, the talk station. It's Monday, stating the obvious. Hope you had a decent weekend. Always a good time to tune into the 55KRC Morning Show, All Worth Financials. Brian James shows up at this time every Monday to talk money issues. Welcome back, Brian. I hope you had a nice weekend and you and your family are healthy. We did. I uh, hope you did as well. Another day, another deflating dollar, right? You know it, man. And I'm telling you, uh, I, <laughs> I was t- for, uh, obviously you couldn't avoid the gas prices this morning. I see that it's number one on your list to talk about. Over the weekend, I still had a little more than a quarter tank left in my, in my gas tank. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and fill it because I know tomorrow it's going to be 25 cents more per gallon. I paid five oh five for premium. Now, I got to pump premium in my car, and I guess that's my fault for choosing a car that requires premium. But it was like, holy crap, five oh five! And you know what? If I filled it up today, it'd probably be even more, as I anticipated. We had a record gas price hit over the weekend, four dollars and forty three cents nationally per gallon. Um, some people are seeing it a lot higher. I guess I saw that uh, in San Francisco. I hate to live there, but five seventy nine a gallon. Um, lowest price in the country was Tulsa, Oklahoma, at three eighty. Um, but we don't see any end in sight on this, and it, of course, is having tremendous inflationary pressures. Just one more thing adding to the problem. Is it? I mean, are we having 
different problems here in the state of Ohio than other states are having? Or is this all one just big, one big collective mess we're, we're dealing with? All comes from the same thing. We all have you know, similar needs to drive and are, we all get our gas from roughly the same places. So the, the, the massive differences we see uh, across, across the country that way are related to taxes. So yeah. each, we all pay 18 cents a, a, a gallon federal tax. Each state has its own. Ohio's is uh, 38 cents, Indiana 32 cents. And then sometimes uh, there are, there are municipalities that charge taxes on top of it. So, you know, we, we all love to talk about that gas buddy website. I feel like we've been talking about that since 2001. Yeah. Uh, that became a popular thing. We all look at it all the time. If you look at the map, which I do right before we talk every week anymore, uh-huh. There is an orange outline in the state of Illinois. So what what that means is that uh, Illinois, for whatever reason, being a Midwestern state, uh, it just has a lot higher prices than everywhere else because they there are municipalities that, that tax there oh, yeah. more. So even a Midwestern state has the second highest. They're right behind California. Yeah, I used to Nobody, live there, man. I'm yeah. telling you, I know what it's like to live in the greater Chicago area, having done so for eight years. And I know what this, I mean, this is before all this hit the fan. Uh, my wife and I both took salary cuts when we moved back and our standard of living increased dramatically, even making less money. It is one god-awful expensive region of the country to live in just because of what you said. Taxes, taxes, taxes. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's, that's, that is a huge impact for those that live in Illinois, obviously. It's interesting to me that it's a Midwestern state, but you know, nobody's surprised to hear that California has pretty high taxes. Their total taxation is 86 cents on a gallon of gas in California. Uh, Illinois is right behind them at 68. We're somewhere in the 50s. So uh, not, not as painful here, but that said, doesn't feel any better to, to have to go fill up your tank. But no. No, this is a problem. It all comes from, it all comes from, uh, from the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine. Uh, we've made some decisions uh, in this country uh, for the for, for uh, ecology and for the for environmental reasons not to drill here. And this is going to come back and bite us uh, because we have cut off some of our own supplies. The yeah. good news is that means we have an alternative provided we can get the, uh, the political willpower to do so. Well, and, you know, I, I read I read from an op ed this morning in The Wall Street Journal from Herod ha- Harold Ham, who's an oil industry analyst, and he points out something that I've been sort of, you know, saying the same thing all along, is this administration has manufactured scarcity and mandated insecurity around the globe. We were fine before Biden came in and executive ordered ourselves out of drilling anymore. And the, the oil companies are afraid to invest in long-term investments because they'll have something like a Biden administration come along and pull the plug from them. I mean, it's as if we live in a third world country where uh, where, where privately owned uh, businesses are being well federalized or taken over. In this particular case, it's the regulations that are seeking to put them out of business. I mean, they're going to start well, you know, reflecting uh, the, 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 the carbon production in this rating of companies uh, insofar as its rating is concerned. And, and I, I presume in an effort to what tax them more or otherwise penalize industries who are carbon producers. That, that's a new development, Brian. Yeah, well, that's that's, you know, depending on who is in power and who gets to drive the agenda of what we talk about, of course, then, you know, when when we have a Democratic administration, one of the main tenets is going to be let's uh, focus a lot more on the environment. And that is not the worst idea in the world. However, it gets a very bright light shown upon it when we have extenuating circumstances such as needing to cut off the uh, a major oil supplier in Russia. Uh, for reasons that have nothing to do with the price of gas. So when we've made these decisions, 
decisions, perhaps, you know, either good or bad, depending on your, your point of view of how we should prioritize the environment. This is the downside. It gives us one less arrow in the quiver to uh, to deal with price hikes when we have craziness happening out there. Well, and the response from the administration, and it's, it's an insane one, and you know it and I know it, whether or not, I mean, if we had an unlimited supply of electronic vehicles, that would be fine. But we don't. They are in such short supply, you cannot find one. Volkswagen even shut down the manufacturer or order taking for their EV, their entire EV line because they can't keep up with demand and they got to fulfill orders that are already made. Chip shortages have made that impediment, an impediment out of that. Um, I have to observe, as I always do, EVs are made of a lot of petroleum-based products themselves. Any kind of plastic that goes into it is a petroleum-based product. You can't get rid of that from the market. I mean, I I don't know where we're supposed to turn on this because the electricity that goes into an EV car also is generated in large part in, our, in this country from, of course, petroleum-based electric manufacturer uh, generation facilities. I mean, this is a vicious circle, and it's all connected petroleum. But we all know that. <laughs> Yeah, and if that's not the only place. Even even if we were all able to flip the switch and, and switch to electric cars, we now have new developments in terms of things like palladium, which doesn't exist for most of us once we are done with our high school chemistry classes. But it's a very important element in uh, in the production of electric vehicles. And a lot of it happens to come from Russia. Go figure. So there's more going on than just the price of oil. We've painted ourselves into a corner in a lot of different ways. And some of this stuff is just grin and bear it. Just, uh, there, there isn't a ton you can do to control it other than control how much you're consuming if you at all can if you can do this take advantage of your of your company's new work from home policy that didn't exist two years ago that's a way to to offset how much driving you have to do and you're not breaking any rules to do it well that may help at the pump in terms of your gasoline price but it certainly doesn't help in the grocery store um everything needs to be shipped diesel prices going through the roof uh, it's still going to cost you more. You're still going to pay for the price of oil uh, wherever you go, regardless of what you buy. I mean, even if you think about um, it's goods and services, if you're not buying goods, you're buying services, you would think, well, services aren't impacted by that. But no, nonsense. Every business is facing inflationary pressures across the board. Their people must drive to get to work. If they're providing you accounting services or legal services, for example, their worlds are impacted, which means they're going to pass along those costs to the consumer. That's exactly right. This is the cycle that we're in. This is where we there there is there is nothing that any one person can do to change to avoid this to dodge it. All we can do is have a clear enough handle on our own situation so we can figure out what the impact is. And does that mean I really have to change stuff downstream? Do I have to adjust some other part of my life to accommodate uh, inflation of everyday items? And for most people, if you were doing pretty well or doing okay before this happened, then it really should just be an annoyance. That doesn't mean it's not can have an impact on your you know your long-term financial picture it is but there's no avoiding it but that said it, it's also shouldn't be ruining your life in the short term too so don't get too wound up about it but spend the time to understand exactly what it costs you to be you in a normal environment and then you can figure out exactly what the impact is and therefore should you do anything about it yeah and i can't let's conversation go about oil consumption as well as evs uh go without something else that i found out this morning uh gee Half of the world's neon, semiconductor-grade neon, the gas, it's critical apparently for the lasers they used to make, the computer chips that are in such short supply. Half of that comes from two Ukrainian companies, both of which shuttered their operations. So, well, welcome to another problem that's going to impact chips around the world and uh, may prevent you from getting that EV for even longer if they were making them. 
Yeah, neon was another thing that I thought only existed at the Sign Museum right. down in Camp Washington. And, Turf you know, Club. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it turns out it's pretty important to everyday things, too. So everything's connected anymore, isn't it? And yeah, that. And then we've already talked about the nickel shortage and the uh, problem with uh, nickel going through the roof from a, a standpoint. I, I saw Tesla has already increased the price of one of their model cars, which uses primarily nickel-based batteries as opposed to other options that they have. The nickel-based battery Tesla went up $1,000 just because of that one component. Yeah, and here's something we didn't care about either. You know, So if I asked the average person uh, what the, about the price of nickel, they'd say, aren't those five cents? And you'd know right away that we don't know what we're talking about. So uh, the nickel is another element that goes into a lot of different things. And this this is trickling down into uh, in, into some some major issues for banks like J.P. Morgan. Who is who has lent a lot of money to uh, companies that are are basically collateralizing those loans with nickel, and with the price uh, the, with the price of nickel having gone up, it's tougher for those companies to get a hold of what they need in order to collateralize. Therefore, J.P. Morgan, which you wouldn't think of as somebody that worries about the price of elements like that, has to sweat what their spreadsheets look like. So there's no way to avoid this stuff. Everything is connected to everything else, and we all of a sudden have to care about things that again didn't matter since high school chemistry class. Right. Well, for the average family, something they do need to worry about if they've got young children, the price of babysitting and inflation apparently has come home to roost there as well. We'll talk about it with Brian James after I mentioned my friends at unions, my friends at Union Savings, specifically my friends who's at Loza Camp. Hey, it's 820 here at 55Care CD Talk Station. Always enjoy this time of day on Mondays talking to Brian James about money matters. And uh, we've obviously dealt with the gas and touched upon inflation a little bit, the ripple effect. I, I see uh, the report was from the Department of Labor, Brian, that um, the average American household, at least right now at this point, uh, is paying an extra $300 a month in to, to adjust for the inflationary pressures. And part of that, if you have small children, you probably know babysitting, skyrocketing. It has skyrocketed already. Brian, what's going on with this one? Well, as you might expect, it costs a little more to do anything these days, and that includes have someone come into your house to uh, to watch your kids or take them to their house or however they do it. So this is a study that comes from Urban Sitter. Urban Sitter is kind of like Uber for uh, for babysitting services. You simply post what you need, and the payment is handled through the app, uh, and, uh, and so therefore they have a good insight into exactly what people are being paid to do this. So right now the cost for uh, to have somebody come in and, and watch your single child is about 20 dollars about twenty dollars and fifty cents if you have more than one child it's about twenty three dollars per hour this is up eleven percent and of course that is going that's outpacing inflation inflation as we know is about seven point nine percent so part of you know what what I'm thinking here that might be happening is uh, we have the normal cost of, of everything going up you know if I'm a babysitter I need supplies and all that kind of thing that's going to be more uh, it's going to cost more and I can simply demand more because what are people going to do? People have to get out of the house and go work, especially in this environment where we're all trying to keep up with inflation, supply and demand. So I can demand more for my for my services, not to mention the, the part that's probably not quite filtered into this yet. If you're a babysitter with a driver's license and you take those kids somewhere, take them to the zoo or the museum or the whatever, you're now paying four fifty a gallon for gas. And that's going to have to filter through in the in your cost of doing business. So all of this adds up to make babysitting suddenly a, a bigger expense than it ever was. And it was already a pretty high one. It sure is an outrageous price to pay. I guess my, my, my understanding is that uh, it's difficult to even find someone um, with the COVID problems and everything else that unfolded that it's, it, it's, it's not an easy task to find someone to take care of your children anyway, which is, of course, is a supply pro- problem. 
Yeah, there's not as many people doing this as there was before because because of all the things you mentioned. And I think we're, we're at a slightly different environment nowadays than 10, 20 years ago, you know, setting aside COVID and all that. But just the 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 attitude of, of working with people and dealing with their children is just not as friendly as it was in the past. So therefore, there are fewer people doing this for a living and the ones who are still doing it can demand more. So just giving in some insight on that, about 40 percent of uh, people who identify that themselves as child care providers make thirty to fifty thousand uh, dollars per year and there's about fifteen percent that make over fifty thousand so Whoa. and again that is all these numbers are up from the last time these surveys were done so if you are of that mindset and you can handle dealing with kids all day long then it can be a good place to make some money just provided that you can handle the challenges that come with it yeah no doubt about that I just it makes me thank my mom and my dad I was fortunate enough to have my mom at home all the time and my my mom was a work-at-home mother in the sense that she took care of us and the house and everything else that went along with it, and um, it was it, it worked out great. We've had a societal change since those days, and I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I feel as though sometimes the women who stay at home with the children are looked down upon, or for some some way that people are sacrificing something because of that. I, I'm not sure that that's uh, the, the best of attitudes, and maybe all these problems we're facing right now might cause people to reflect and really ponder what's truly important. Yeah, and that's an important factor. But but I think the other thing, too, is if you look at all the stuff that, that, that I know that I, I look at the stuff that I deal with with my kids, all the activities and all the stuff that I need mm. to do and what was available when I was a kid, there it didn't cost as much to be a family 20 and 30 years ago as it does now. True. And wages have not kept up with inflation over time. So that a lot of people aren't out there making the choice that, yes, I want to go work, not necessarily. Uh, a lot of people are out there doing it because they have to. If you've got a couple oh, of people, yeah. you know, $30,000, $40,000 salaries, you're going to need two of those to keep your household afloat. Yeah, I, I'm not overlooking the realities of that. Certainly not. And you're right. Um, we have a lot more options available to us in terms of what we can buy and kind of what the expectation is that we're supposed to buy. Um, I don't know, you want to blame marketing on that or just the idea that we need to be hooked up to the world? In other words, that means a cable bill and an internet bill and an app bill. And uh, I don't know, they're just uh, just one thing after another due to the changing nature of our world, obviously dipping into people's um, savings and expenses. So true, if you also want to save for retirement, Brian, I suppose that's another factor that you need to put in the equation. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. 
on the right. That's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Yeah, and that, that is a much bigger deal now than it was. I mean, most people now come out and realizing or at least having some vague notion that, okay, I'm going to get a job. I'm in the real world. I'm going to be an adult. That means I have to start putting money into a 401k. Uh, in the past, I remember, and I've told this story a bunch of times, I remember helping my grandfather uh, update his calendar. He was a facilities manager for the old uh, CG&E headquarters downtown. And we would, I would fight with my cousins and my sister over who got to mark the red X, marking down the days until he was 30 or 65 years old and had his 30 years in. That meant his pension got turned on. Most people don't have that no. nowadays. No, they so don't. yes, we have to carve out something for ourselves. Must do that. Fool's one who's not looking out for his or her own best interest. One more with Brian James. Got lots of people who, uh, well, quit their jobs during this COVID craziness, are a little upset that they did. Also, forfeiting your 831 55 care CD talk station. Hope you're having a happy Monday. Always good to talk to Brian James doing that Money Monday thing. Got another segment with him and a couple of topics to get in here. And uh, let's start. Uh, I'm not sure what we need to, 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 to deal with in a deep dive, but you say 70% of the workers regret quitting their job. Is this the, the great shift that we have saw? People sort of evaluating and reflecting upon their lives amid the lockdown and deciding, hmm, I like that opportunity over there and there's all these jobs available. I'm going to quit where I am. It's the, it, it, I always try to, to, to think when I'm making a decision along those lines, it's the bees you know versus the bees you don't know, if you know what I mean. Um, that you need to factor that in the equation because sometimes you may have it better than you really realize, Brian. Yeah, so this is uh, the great whoops. Uh, a lot of people, <laughs> of course, in the third quarter last year, this this was big headlines before uh, yeah. before we had a, an invasion of a country. But uh, uh, that uh, people were just saying, take this job and shove it. I've always wanted to try to do X, and therefore I'm just going to walk away from my current job and I'm going to go take this cool dream job. So now six nine months into the future, uh, over seventy percent of people who switched jobs. Uh, and this is specific to millennial and, and Gen Z people. That's who was the subject of this survey. But 70% of those uh, age groups who switch jobs uh, are saying that they feel like they may have been sold a bill of goods or it wasn't what they convinced themselves it was going to be. And they have some regrets in having made that change. So how did this happen? Uh, why, why would, you know, how, how could so many people make the wrong decision here? Well, some of it's just, just the pressure of everything we were going through last year and uh, maybe a bit of uh, not quite enough experience in making things like uh, making decisions like this. So yeah, po- sometimes it's, I was just going to say ahead. poetry doesn't pay. <laughs> yes. If you always wanted to just quit your job and be a poet, um, I can just assure you that it's not going to be a lucrative thing, you know, um, I don't. I, Maya Angelou may be an exception, or <laughs> there's, there's there's a few out there who have turned that into something. There are far more who do it as a side gig or as a hobby, and there's a good reason for that. So, yeah, these kinds of things are. Uh, are it could be because you know maybe they didn't ask the right questions. Kind of got a little blinded by this is my dream job and YOLO. You only live once, so I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And right. then it turns out there's a company that needs to make a profit behind it, and that tends to change what uh, what's in the brochure. And, well, and I, I'm just, you know, I'm not sure if this is quite related, but younger mentality when it comes to work, they're not as hard a worker as prior generations. And I'm, this isn't Brian Thomas saying it. it is Brian Thomas who's friends with um, not only my children, both of whom are in their you know, mid-20s and reflect on it about what they see at work uh, and their coworkers' attitudes as it relates to the job, but also people who are employers talking about, geez, you just... 
Nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to produce. They just want to sort of show up and kind of lollygag around a bit and um, really not work to their fullest extent or think outside of the box. Is the other problem. Um, they they will maybe do exactly what they were told, but not anything outside of those specific instructions, which is a problem. Yeah, and and this certainly doesn't uh, you know, whitewash absolutely everyone out there, but there is a difference uh, nowadays. And if you're managing younger people, you will notice that some of them do have an attitude of uh, this is already set up. It's just a machine and I need to just work the machine and do the same thing over and over again. And that's all that I will need to worry about. Uh, and that's just really not the case. They're, they're if you really want to advance, it's that part's the same as it always was. How can you solve problems in a way that somebody else before you didn't, and then therefore you'll be recognized in terms of compensation and further opportunities and so forth? And there are certainly plenty of people out there in those age groups who do that, but there does seem to be more of an assumption that that's not necessary anymore. So. And I do another thing I do think we were talking about this a little bit ago with regard to pensions and benefits and all that. It used to be if you were loyal, your company was loyal to you. They would support you during retirement. Those those days are long gone now. Yeah. And so it does behoove younger people to to make a job change if they can earn more money because they their 401k may be the only resource that they have. All right. Um, let us talk uh, before we part company, Brian James. This is very important. Flexible spending accounts for healthcare expenses. Now, let's start off. FSA, flexible sending account, that's different from health savings account, right? Very, very different. Okay, this guys, is a- why I wanted to emphasize right up front because people are going to be freaked out when they hear about flexible spending accounts if they're thinking about their health savings account. So go yeah. ahead, Brian. That's the Two problem extremely here. different yes, things. Yes, indeed. Flexible spending accounts have been around for, for a long time. I don't know, more, almost two decades, I believe. And health savings accounts, not quite so much. But the big difference, there's really two big things. Uh, flexible spending accounts have a time limit. Those dollars that flow in are usually lost most commonly by the end of the calendar year. Now, recently with COVID and all of the craziness, the, 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 some companies in the federal rules have changed to allow for a grace period of perhaps up to one more year to spend those dollars. If you don't spend them, you'll lose them. And this is an important difference between an FSA and an HSA. If it's a flexible spending account, the employer actually owns those accounts. So if your job changes, if you leave or you know something else where, you're, where you can't be helped by COBRA, that changes things a little bit, but it is possible to lose those dollars. So uh, FSA is uh, it's easier to, to set up because you do not need to have a high deductible plan. There are less requirements there. And the benefit is if you know what your medical expenses are going to be, if it's predictable and it's a significant expense for you, if you're in that situation, it's going to be a great way to save money and save, save on taxes. Contrast that with a health savings account where you must have a high deductible health care insurance plan. That comes that that's not something you want to take lightly either, because the <laughs> high deductible health care plan may not give you the coverage that you need and it may be harder to deal with. But yeah, like four benefit, like four yeah. grand up front out of pocket minimum before your insurance kicks in. That's the high deductible uh-huh. part. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So. Welcome to the Thomas family world. And if you, if you, if yeah, if that works for your budget and you're on top of your expenses and you can track them, then that can be uh, HSAs can be a great way to get triple tax savings. Well, and you keep that money. I mean, it's yours. Yeah, it's just it's it like to- an extra four hundred one k plan. It really but, can but be. Like, but isn't it more like a Roth? It, yeah, it, it can be because you can put up to $6,900 per household in it. If you're a single individual, $3,450, but $6,900 per household. Once you, if there's still money sitting in there by the time you're 65, then it just starts to act like a 401k. So you can start, it all comes out tax-free after age 65. Before 65, 
Uh, it's tax-free for medical expenses. You can still get to it if you want to, but similar to retirement plans, you'll uh, you'll pay a penalty on it if it's not used for healthcare expenses. But if you are in that situation and you can afford the the higher deductible, then it can be a great way to stack up some tax-free dollars for the future. Yeah, I married smart. So that's what helps. Um, and real quickly here, back to FSAs, in case you're worried about not using that money, it's going to disappear on you. Um, the, the materials you provided pointed out that you can use the FSA for a whole lot of things that maybe people aren't contemplating. Over-the-counter drugs, cold medicines, uh, menstrual care products, uh, hand sanitizers, uh, pandemic-related issues, COVID tests. Uh, you can't stockpile, apparently, but... Um, you can fund your doctor and dentist appointment, prescription drugs, uh, acupuncture, addiction treatments, sunscreen, thermometers, eye care products. Um, FSAstore.com apparently has a list of eligible items. So if you have any questions, FSAstore.com. Um, sounds to me like you'd curb your, 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 your weekly Kroger bill by uh, applying some of these FSA bucks. Yeah, there are benefits to FSA, but you got to dig pretty deep. And I'll be quite honest, I do not know many of our, you know, many of our clients that really deal with them because all those items you mentioned, yeah, it'd be great if I can use tax-free dollars to buy those. But I'm not going to worry about tracking my expenses on sunscreen and all those little one-off items for that kind of thing. That's why they're not that popular. Most people shy away from the risk of losing it in general and the hoops you have to jump through to track the expenses and, and pull those dollars out tax-free. Fair enough. Brian James, thank you so much for spending time with my listeners and me and uh, talking about these very important issues. It's your life. It's your money. you got to take uh, control of your future. And Brian provides great information on how to do that. Until next Monday, Brian, best of health to you and your family. Have a great week. All right, you too. We'll talk to you next week. 840-55 KRC, the talk station. Plum tight plumbing. Plumbing always done at 7 or 844 55 the talk station no idea where i got that seven in there if you'd like to call get another segment worth of time you feel free 749-5500-800-823-TALK or just go to pound 550 if you have an at&t phone hit on that and you'll end up right there in front of joe strecker executive producer joe appreciate what you do lining up brian james every monday looking forward to tomorrow we'll get jim renacy return of the program trying to um generate some uh, love for his campaign um I, I don't know. We, I would t- there was an article about whether Mike DeWine might be held responsible on some level for these uh, uh, gasoline prices. I, I really can't see that happening. I can see uh, that the Democrats, generally speaking, will struggle, and that might very well impact down-ballot votes. I mean, who's pursuing the green agenda? Who's pursuing the, 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 the Green New Deal? Who's telling us that we are not allowed to drill on our own land? who stopped the drilling on our own land the minute he became president of the United States of America. Yeah, Democrat Joe Biden. I thought it pretty funny, even though those stickers have been going around for a long time, the I did that stickers on gas pumps, there was a Fox article about how those have just become something ubiquitous. You see them everywhere. Gasoline stations are not happy because they have to go out and scrape those stickers off, but they're certainly providing a measure of comedic relief to something extraordinarily painful, and that is record high gasoline prices with seemingly no end in sight. Uh, anyway, stick around. We've got more to talk about coming up. And I first want to mention Landing Events Center because it's a great spot to have your KRC, the talk station. Wrapping up a Monday in the morning show. Of course, Brian James, the only guest this morning, but good information from Brian as always. Jim Renacy returns to the program tomorrow and in an effort to get you to vote for him over uh, Governor DeWine and a whole slate. I mean, it's a huge field of candidates here in Ohio. Anyhow, you got to 
time's ticking to make up your mind. So um, always enjoy having any of the candidates on. Any of the Democrat candidates ever offer to come on, Joe? Do you try to reach out to them, see what they're... I know, I'm just pulling your chain. Joe laughed. Anyhow, of course, uh, number one with a bullet this morning, the outrageous price of gasoline. Uh, to a record $4.43 across the United States. Uh, I hit it five oh five for premium on Saturday. You know, I think I'm glad I did it then and didn't wait, so I'm going to go up more. So... Um, uh, Lundberg, which reports on this all the time, Trilby Lundberg said the gas prices are likely to remain high in the short term. Crude oil costs soaring amid global supply chains, rushes, uh, oil no longer on the market. OPEC not even returning Joe Biden's phone calls. And it isn't in a sad state of affairs when we could have energy independence just like we did not that long ago. And we've got Joe Biden going hat in hand down to Venezuela, of all places. OPEC, who apparently isn't interested in talking with him. And and ask yourself what, what possible interest OPEC could have when they're going to get 150 bucks perhaps a gallon or a barrel of oil when they could increase production, reduce supply problems to some degree, thereby lowering the profit on each barrel of oil they pull out. So, yeah, a little conflict of uh, interest there for OPEC. It's reported um, that uh, from Moody's, it's already hitting home in your in your page or in your uh, family budget. Three hundred dollars, roughly, the average American household is paying now due to inflationary pressures, which are only going to get worse. And the scariest reality on that one for me has been not so much oil because you and I both know we're sitting on tons of it. Germany is even sitting on massive reserves, and they just refuse to pull it out. It's that whole green crap that people are following. It's coming home to roost. But food costs have already gone up globally, and it's only going to get worse because of this grain production that's in Russia and Ukraine. The more I read it, the more it scares the hell out of me. Ukraine and Russia together account for more than one-tenth of all of the calories traded globally on the commodities market. A tenth from, from, from two countries. Soaring production costs means other countries are only going to be partly able to compensate for the sudden and steep reduction in Black Sea grain and sunflower exports coming in the calendar year forthcoming, 22-23 calendar year. That's likely going to push international food and feed prices up 22% higher and a considerable supply gap is going to be lingering going forward if the war persists, according to FAO, which was reporting on this. Mm, food and Agricultural Organization. The director general said the likely distributions of agricultural activities of these two major exporters of staple commodities could seriously escalate food insecurity globally. They point out the war is likely to leave 20 to 30% of Ukraine's crop area for the 2022 season unplanted or unharvested. They point out winter grains already been planted months ago, but farmers who normally start sowing corn and sunflowers in a couple of weeks aren't there to do it. They're either shooting at Russians or they've left the country, or perhaps their farmland is being bombed. But in any event, you can't count on Ukrainian grain, and that means a whole lot of countries in the world which rely almost exclusively on the quote, quote, this quote-unquote breadbasket aren't going to be able to turn to it. Remember, Russia's stuff's been pulled off the market due to sanctions. So gird your loins, folks, and prepare.
The fool is the one who's not looking out for his or her own best uh, best interests, as I always like to point out. Anyhow, tomorrow's for Jen Renacy, among others. Looking forward to your phone calls tomorrow as well. I enjoyed talking with you today. Uh, so check out the podcast if you didn't get a chance to listen to Brian James or any of the other topics from this morning. Uh, stick around because Glenn Beck's next. COVID's local impact. People need. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.